0: Oh yeah, welcome to the show everybody This is the KMAX show on Anchor App, Apple Podcasts, and all your podcasting providers So happy to be broadcasting to you on all different types of networks Here on this lovely Wednesday, November 28th Fantastic, We going to get to so much But I did kind of want to start on a little bit of a Not a sour note, but a little bit of a questionable note. Like, what are the Mets doing? I got an alert on my phone yesterday, and I had to take a double take on it. Why in the world are you considering trading Noah Syndergaard? Noah Syndergaard is supposed to be a staple of your franchise. He's supposed to be a guy that, that no matter what, like like let's say the Mets are out of it and he's playing, people are gonna show up a little bit. Like people are gonna go and wanna see him. He's a franchise guy. Obviously not as great as Jacob deGrom is, but no Syndergaard is very good too. You know, if if I'm if I'm considering trading anybody, I'd probably go to Mets. I don't wanna trade Matt's. He's a lefty, he has some value to him. Want to go out and get a bat? That's fine. That's perfectly fine. But you're gonna go out and try to trade Noah Syndergaard? Really? Oh, you know, uh, Moises Alou Jr. Uh, we need him in there. The we'll Padres say no. And this will probably say, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll take you know some elderly players. And and one prospect that has zero chance of making it to the majors. That's what's probably going to happen. Just just a warning you know, because this that's the Mets way. Yeah, you know we have the you know no guard, a staple of our franchise. Let's trade him, just to trade them. That's what's probably going to happen, and it's sad. I mean, why, why would you want to trade Noah Syndergaard? No, 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 captain. We don't want that. No, no, no. The fans of the Mets franchise do not want that. And I know that most of the time you shouldn't listen to your fan base. But in this instance, it makes zero sense to trade the guy. Especially if you go out and get a guy like Cano, which has been rumored to be sh- be sh- basically shopped around a little bit, that the Mariners gonna eat some salary. They just want him out. They just they don't want him there. I know the Yankees, the Yankees, yeah, I guess they could make space for him if they really want him to. You know, like they could move Torres to short and put Cano at second, or put Cano at fr- uh, first. Because remember, um, Didi's out for a little bit, but, you know, um, I still think that they're trying to address the issue in the middle of their infield. So it would make sense. If I was the Mariners, I would kick the tires on the Yankees too. But in terms of shipping them to the Mets, the Mets don't have anybody scary in their lineup. Jay Bruce has been horrific. You know. Cespes is never there. So if you go out and get Cano, you have to make another deal. And you know the Mets aren't going to do that. So Brody Van Wagenen, welcome to New York. Please, please don't trade Noah Syndergaard. Please don't bring up Tim Tebow. Please. And, And can you sign Jacob DeGrom? To me, those three things must happen. Go out and find a bat. Keep Noah Syndergaard. And re-sign uh, Jacob Degrom to a long-term deal because you have to lock this this guy up. I mean, he's too good not to be locked up for a long-term contract, and that's just the fact. You you need him. Cy Young Award winner. He was fantastic last year, well deserved. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all I got to say on the Mets. I know that we're we're in the middle. <laughs> Uh, well, we're towards the end of uh, November, and I'm talking about the Mets. But they really need to solidify some stuff. They really do. They really do. They they need to solidify their rotation for years to come. And they need to get some bats there. Conforto, he really only performed when it was garbage time. Cespedes yet again isn't there. Bruce isn't there. Legaris is never there. Darnode's never there. So go and get me go and get the Mets a catcher. Go and get them a shortstop slash second baseman. And then maybe we'll talk. I think for the Yankees, you know what would be perfect? Daniel Murphy. Murphy would be the perfect Yankee. I know I, I started with the Mets from going into the Yankees a little bit. But he would be he he would be perfect. He would be so much cheaper than Cano. I mean, that playoff run with the Mets was unbelievable. He's proven that he can he can hit, hit a little bit. You know, still. And I think at minimum he, he's a bridge until Didi comes back. And even then you can put him at first base. If you don't think Luke Voigt's good enough, and he's a lefty. Boom. There you go. Now you don't have to get Bryce Harper. There you go. <laughs> You're covered, bro. You're covered. So I guess moving on from that, let's go into my uh, Week 12 picks for a little bit. Uh, they were uh, okay. You know, Thanksgiving, I took two out of three. I took the Bears, minus three. In Detroit, I took Dallas. And then the night game, I thought Hotlanta would, you know... Put the ball in the end zone a little more. Of course, you know, they had to fumble three times in the red zone and then lose by 14 and not win the bet. So solid job, Falcons. Why couldn't you lose by touchdown? So I was, I was almost right. Three for three. On th- I was almost three for three on Thanksgiving, but unfortunately not. Um, I was right about New England. Beating up on the Jets a little bit. They won by two touchdowns. Uh, the Giants I was right about. They were uh, plus six. Uh, The Eagles won by three with a Jake Elliott field goal. I was wrong about Jacksonville. Jacksonville was minus three in Buffalo. Buffalo beat them pretty cleanly, I'd say. And, you know, we'll we'll talk more about this game in a little bit when we go on to uh, the two rants I have for you today. I know, two for one special, KFC meal deal, you know. But, but yeah, you have... um, Bortles getting benched and just just craziness out there in Jacksonville. Uh, but I was wrong about that bet. Carolina, I was wrong. They're at home against Seattle. They lose. And they were favored by three and a half. Cincy. Oh, I was right on this one. I took Cleveland. Plus three. Ha <laughs> Screw you, Hugh Jackson. Bum. Still the worst coach ever in the history of the world. Matched with the second-worst coach in the world there in Cincinnati. Tampa I was right about, minus 3.5, up against San Francisco. I thought that spread was too low. Tampa could put up some points. They won that bet pretty easily. Uh, I was wrong about Indy, but, you know, I mean, uh, that that spread was a little high. Maybe I should have went with the Dolphins. Indy was minus 8. They still won the game, but lost the bet. Uh I took LA Chargers against Arizona. I was right about that. They were minus 12 and a half. Phillip Rivers was on point on Sunday. And they won pretty handily against the Arizona Cardinals. And I took Denver. I did. I took the Denver Broncos because I knew it. I knew that they're gonna play down the competition again. And they lost this game. I knew that they would play down the competition like they did against the Jaguars. And because they're playing the Jaguars, uh, I'm sorry, they're playing the Broncos instead of the Jaguars, Denver is is better than the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, so, won that one. I lost, I picked Green Bay on the Sunday night game, and uh, I won the Monday night game with uh, Houston minus six and a half, so, all in all, pretty good week, I mean, how many wins you got here? Nine. I got nine wins this week. That's pretty, that's solid. Still have not reached over double digits this year, which I'm pretty upset about. But you know what are you gonna do? What are you what are you gonna do? You know what are you gonna do, bro? So, um, yeah. Interesting. So now we move on to the Thursday night game, the Dallas Cowboys at home against the New Orleans Saints. Now this game's very, very interesting. You know, you have on one hand the high powered offense of the New Orleans Saints, but I have also this uneasy feeling that maybe they'll they'll put up a stinker over Thursday night game. But also they've had a full week. But also Dallas is, you know, offensive line hasn't been that great. Uh, Saints defense is good. Oh, and the spread is minus seven in favor of the Saints, which is a little low. It's so tempting to take the Saints. It really is. You know, I'm going to pick the Saints. Minus seven? It's It's only a touchdown spread? Really? Give me New Orleans. Give me New Orleans, minus seven in Dallas. Drew Brees... It's playing in a dome in good weather, he'll be fine. The defense for the Saints is playing way better than they did in the first part of this year. And they have motivation to keep winning because, well, the Rams are the last team. I mean, they're the only other team that has only one loss. So they have to keep winning to get the top, speed, uh, top seed. I almost said top speed. Top seed out there in the NFC, which is incredibly weak. Don't worry. We'll get to that. Um, And, yeah, I just think it's an easy bet. Take the Saints, minus seven. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I have to go into these two rants here. I'm ranting about the NFC uh, being very, very terrible, not just the NFC East, you guys. Jesus. You know, geez. Well, I so hate on the one division when the whole conference sucks. And also, I have a little rant on another state that's football teams are not very good. I hope you enjoy. Oh yeah. We're back with another in the car rant. Now, I can't just rant on about my New York Jets. I can't just do that. That would be that would be unfair. You know, there's so many other teams that have disgustingly disappointed this NFL season, and the last episode I named um, Football Sucks Here, and I was referring to New York, but I could also say that about one other place, Uh, you know, because maybe you don't know where I'm from, very possible, maybe you don't know that I'm in the area of the Jets, the Bills, and the Giants. There's another three headed, just monster of awfulness. Monster of awfulness down in the south of the state of Florida. Yeah, Florida football is horrific, but they're more interestingly horrific than New York. You see, all three teams started out red hot the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick looking like Conor McGregor leading their team to a really hot start, looking good. I mean, those first three weeks, he was amazing. This team's unbeatable. This team is really good. They had a primetime Monday night game against the Steelers, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's a great game to watch, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. ESPN lucked out with that one. And it was a pretty damn good game. And now you fast forward a couple weeks later. What is that game? What does that game mean to anybody anymore? The Steelers are 7-3 and one. You know, that that's 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 good enough to lead the division. They're probably on their way to uh, you know, win the NF, uh, AFC North. And the Tampa Buccaneers are just getting decimated because they're in such a tough division and they just couldn't sustain the Fitz magic. Which now brings me to another team in that state, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw the greatest meme ever and it summarizes the entire season of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a picture of um, I don't know if anybody saw Infinity War. Spoiler, spoiler, spoil alert. It's when Thanos' daughter is asking, "Did we get revenge?" And Thanos says, "Yes." And the little girl asks, "What did it cost?" And he says, "Everything." The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the New England Patriots at home. You can feel just the smug of these these front-running fans that, you know, found a Leonard Fournette jersey on eBay, threw it on before the game, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I've been through the suffering for so many years. Duval You know like Duval, we're the best, Duval. And they've won one game since then. And you know what that was against? That was against the New York Jets. They can't beat anybody. Blake Bortles is a disgrace. He is an awful quarterback. Leonard Fournette can't stay on the field. They can't beat the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you got to be kidding me. They have the same record as the Jets. If you told me that the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets would have the same record, I'm thinking, wow, are we about to break that that postseason curse that we've been stuck in for so many years at this point? Man, get those playoff, you know, playoff t-shirts ready, baby. We're going back to it. We're going on the road someplace. We're going to get in as a wild card. Nope. Nope. The Jets are sitting in the fourth position of the NFL draft. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the mix too. Unbelievable. How terrible. Terrible. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been since beating the New England Patriots. They've won three games this year. They beat the Giants, which I was at that game. They beat the Patriots, and they beat the Jets. That's it. Done. Leonard Fournette has barely played this year. Just horrific. The boat. It's it's just not good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, PFT. I'm sorry, Big Cat. They're not good. He's not good. I'm sorry. And now... Brings us to the final team, and that's the Miami Dolphins, who have overachieved this year. And you know what? That might have hurt them. That might have hurt them. Because I don't look at Ryan Tannehill as a franchise quarterback. They're aging a little bit. You know, I think of Cameron Wake. They beat the Jets twice. Yay! You know, like, oh my God, you beat the Jets. Jeez. Whoa, whoa. Twice? Uh, one of them with Brock Osweiler? Whoa. Whoa. To be honest, I mean, Miami looks head and shoulders above everybody else in that state. You know, the, the Bucks and the Jags. But is that really saying much? I mean, did you look at them at 5-5 five and five last week going into Indy? Leading Like, oh, man, that's a playoff team. I know I didn't. You know, I I, I, I thought they were... They've always been below average, and they still got to play the Patriots again, and I think they're going to struggle down the stretch, and they're going to finish at, like, 6-10. and 10. And they're going to win one game the rest of the year. The Jets are winning zero, so... It's not like I'm being too hard on the Miami Dolphins. I just don't think they're that good. You know... I just don't think they're that good of a football team. And I think that's fair to say. I mean you have Ryan Tannehill, you have Brock Osweiler. You know, the receivers are a little bit banged up. Offensive line's pretty good. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna hate on the Dolphins too much, but I just have a feeling that they're gonna be falsely thinking that man Tannehill's gonna take us to the next level next year not. He's not a franchise quarterback. I feel like they're a team that's gonna be in on uh, maybe like Drew Locke in the second round. You know, if he's there and he falls, I could see the I could see the Dolphins going up going and getting the quarterback. Try to develop him for a year or two. Cause I mean Tannehill's been hurt a lot. Can't trust on on Brock Osweiler. Which I mean, shockingly, gave you a couple wins. You know, I mean, he beat the Jets. He beat the Bears. He did okay. He did okay. You know, I I can't fault um Brock Osweiler for this season. You know, just Miami's not good. they are not good at all. The state of Florida is just under siege at this point. I mean, none of those teams scare me. None of those teams are good. All those teams have something in common. They're going to be top 10 picks in the draft. It's a fact. I mean, the Dolphins have some losing to do to get to where I think they're going to be. At the end of the day, there's no shot that the Dolphins are making the playoffs, at least. At least. Buccaneers are now looking for a franchise quarterback again. They have a, one of the biggest busts in recent memory, James Winston, who can't keep his nose clean. But I guess if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you, you look at what uh, Winston can do in these final couple of games and see how it goes, because honestly, the most mediocre quarterback of all time. Ryan Fitzpatrick went in there and made your offense look like a machine for a lot of the, you know, for a lot of this year. Or at least the, the good parts of your season. You know, so. It's going to be very, very interesting. You know. Very, very interesting. To see where these teams go. What lies ahead? Because I'm, yeah, I, right here in New York, we're going through the same thing. New York or Florida, we have the same thing. Between the Bills, Jets, and Giants, Bucks, Jags, and Dolphins, it's basically the same. I guess you, you have the the crown jewel and the Miami Dolphins being five and six, but everybody, and I'm saying all six teams, are in or going to be in a rebuild, or at least looking for a quarterback. Alrighty, that's it for my rant, and let's continue on with the show. Oh, so you thought that this, you know, there was only one rant. There's only going to be one rant this episode because I normally keep it at one rant in my car per episode. But I got a spicy one for you. How come everybody... And this is just me. How come everybody can't admit that the NFC is horrendous this year? All I'm hearing is that the NFC East is terrible. You know, the Giants, oh man, you know, they still had a little bit of life, they still had a little bit of this just because the division is so bad. These guys realize the NFC is, is awful, is awful this year. The AFC is so much better than the NFC, you almost got to take a step back and realize, wow, holy, holy Hannah. Let's look at the AFC right now. You have the Kansas City Chiefs. They've lost two games this year. They lost to the New England Patriots. And they lost to the Los Angeles Rams. Two of the best teams in football. And they stand at 9-2. and two. That's a very quality team. That, that's, that's an elite team if you, if you ask me. Now you look at the second seed right now. Ooh, it's the big, bad New England Patriots. The perennial powerhouse that wins the AFC almost every year. They've clinched a first-round bye. And they're probably going to do it again this year. If they do it again this year, there will be eight seasons in a row that they have won won enough to, to have a bye in the first round of the playoffs. That'd be eight, ye- that's eight seasons of them being top two in the conference. That's unbelievable. That's unheard of. Unheard of. And they're the second seed in the AFC right now. You have in your three seed a team that has won eight in a row in the Houston Texans. They stand at 8-3. And And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers... That has the best wide receiver in the game. A Hall of Fame quarterback. A very damn good running back and James Conner. And I don't know how much better they would be with with Bell, but... I mean, they have only three losses too. Granted, they have a tie... But it's three losses. They're four teams with... Oh, 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 oh. and I almost forgot. The five seed... The five seed is eight and three as well. In the Los Angeles Chargers. A team that nobody roots for. And the team that somehow flies under the radar. But they're it damn good football team. You know, they're they a gritty football team. I like them. Unfortunately, they, they're they a victim of circumstance, and the Chiefs are having an unbelievable season. I'm sorry, did I say 9-2? I'm going to say 10-2. They were 10-1 heading into that. Um, they were 10-1 entering that game against the... Uh, no, were they 9-1? 9-1 versus 9-1? I think I'm right. I think I was originally right, 9-2. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm right. All right, so, yeah, 9-2. Yeah, and then, and, and then you have the Chargers as the 5 seed. And then the 6th, which they're hanging off for dear life, is the Baltimore Ravens, which they're a respectable football team at 6-5. and five. Respectable. Not anything crazy. You know, they're not going to do anything come January. You know that they're going to lose in the first round because the AFC is that good. You know, they probably got to go to either Pittsburgh or they got to go to New England or they got to go to Houston. And and they're not going to survive. You know? The NFC has two teams and the rest of them are meh. Honestly. Honestly, the rest of them are meh. But to say that the NFC East is the worst division in football, nah, 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 son. Nah. No. The NFC is bad. They're not good. Besides those two teams that are going to have the buys, who realistically has a chance to, to win the conference? Besides the Rams and the Saints. Which all signs are looking at the Saints because they are a machine, baby. Who else is there? You have Dallas. Which they're going to probably be the four seed. And you have... Um, oh man, oh my... Oh, and I've seen him. oh then you have... The uh, the Bears, the unproven Chicago Bears, and they're they're a good football team. You know, I I can't crap that much on the Bears. I can't, but they're a year away to me. They're a year away. Add some people, shore up that secondary a little bit. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be a real good football team, but they have that little thing of mm, I just don't know what they're gonna be in January. If Minnesota was going to be Minnesota and was going to be an unbelievable powerhouse football team that we thought that they were going to be, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and Kirk Cousins didn't choke every time they had a big game, they'd be fine. But the truth is, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. He doesn't win the big game. Oh, my God, they beat beat the Packers. Yeah, the Packers are not good. They have one dude, and he can't even carry the whole freaking team. They have one dude. And that that guy's name is Aaron Rodgers. They haven't won a road game this year. The stupid Jets have a road win. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm talking about terrible. I mean, come on. Packers, not good. They have the same record as the Cleveland Browns. Seattle overrated. Seattle is the most overrated football team probably in the NFL. They are benefiting from their absolutely horrific division. Oh, but Kane, they have have the Rams in that division. Come on. They're, They're a really good football team. Yeah, when you have to play the Cardinals and the 49ers four times in a year, yeah, you better be decent. That's four wins right there. And I know you're going to lose both games to the Rams. They kept it pretty respectable. But, I I mean, come on. They lost twice to them. They're not on their level. Their defense isn't good. Their offensive line is meh. Which is kind of funny. Because I feel like the downfall of the Seattle Seahawks had nothing to do with their defense, but it had everything to do with getting rid of Max Unger. You know, that center that they had, all pro. At least I think he was all pro. He, he was very, very good. They trade him away. Solid. Solid. Where did they trade him to? Oh, the Saints. Good job. Get who? Jimmy Graham who didn't fit in your offense? Great job. Great job. Seattle. Ending your own dynasty. Which I mean, you can't call a dynasty. I mean, they went to you know, they're about I mean come on, they were about to win back to back Super Bowls. I mean that that's unheard of in today's NFL. But they got rid of one guy. And they threw off their entire offensive line. And it was just the beginning of the end. And now they're sitting there at 6-5, and five, thinking that they have, you know, a realistic chance to make the playoffs. Which, honestly, wouldn't surprise me. Because guess what? Who's the sixth seed right now in the NFC? Who's the sixth seed? Hold on, let me... I mean, look, let me get my reading glasses on real quick. Oh, yeah, wait, I'm driving, and I already know the answer. It's the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are the sixth seed, but ESPN and all these people out there want to crap all over the NFC East. Oh, my God, they're the—it's the worst division ever. Have you looked at the NFC West? The Seattle Seahawks are being carried by two incompetent football teams. Well, I mean, I really can't say that about the 49ers. Because, I mean, the 49ers, they lost uh, Garoppolo early on in the season with a torn ACL. So, I mean, you can't get too riled up about that. I mean, what are you going to do? You lost your, your franchise quarterback. You know, it, it, that's, that's a big hill to climb, man. And when you have um, an unknown, unsigned guy being thrown into the fire, he's actually played pretty well. You know, you're just not going to win many games. That's what's happening right now. Maybe they don't want to win games right now. Maybe they want to tank for Bosa. I don't know. As a Jeff fan, I want Bosa. But also I want the Seahawks, I'm sorry, the 49ers to actually win these games. Give me, give me, come on. We could, we could win a couple down the stretch. Come on. So so can you, Arizona, who play in the same division? Come on. Come on, baby. Get a win. Get a win for the up. Come on. Give me one of those. Give me a nice, solid win in, in a game that you're not even supposed to win. Good story for your fans. The Jets can move up, and you know, in the draft, because they ain't beating nobody. The Jets ain't ain't beating nobody, you know. But yeah, let me let me get back on track to the ring. Like, I just don't like it when. I guess it's because it's Dallas. And because it's the Eagles. And because the division doesn't have the greatest reputation in the world right now. But, they're a lot better than what you think. And maybe this also has to do with the fact that they they all have pretty tough schedules. You know, and not, and the winner of this division, the NFC East, is probably going to be the four seed because they all have, you know, they all have to play the NFC South. Have you seen those animals? Like, have have you seen them? You have a panther. You have a falcon. The Buccaneers aren't good, but you know, they can put up points. Hey, there's one thing you can say about Tampa Bay. They are a terrible, terrible, terrible defensive team. But they can they always seem to put up a lot of points. Whatever it is. They can put up points on something. They can win a game 38 to 24. You know what I mean? And it's it's amazing The fact that the Saints only lost this season. Was to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one. Unbelievable stuff. That's almost like... Like, you have to like put that out on like a trivia question. Who would they lose to? The Rams? Nah, they killed them. Maybe, maybe a tough game against Atlanta? Nah, they killed them. Maybe Carolina? Nah. No, nah, they lost to Tampa. At home. In week one. My dad always makes fun of that game because he's like, man, guess who, had, who was out week one in the Survivor pool? They picked the Saints, you know? Like, unbelievable stuff. And you just got to think, like, Like, I think with those two big heavyweights, they kind of put down the rest of the, you know, the conference a little bit. Because, I mean, the the NFC South is a tough division to play against. I mean, even the Falcons are on a cupcake. You know how hard it was for the Cowboys to go into Atlanta and win that game? That's tough. The NFC's just so bad. Yeah, they went to ATL and beat them. Like, come on. Give them a little bit of credit. It's not, they're not playing uh, the Browns or something. Jeez, give them a little bit of respect. Oh, yeah, but what about the Redskins? You know what? The Redskins are not a bad football team. But they're kind of going to fall apart here just because they don't have their quarterback. Which is kind of a big deal but it's not like they're a joke the only thing I don't like about the Redskins is the fact that Josh Norman just won't shut his mouth Badmash you know he talks crap about the fans and all that other junk but yet they sit at 6 and 5 and they're the 6 seed and they control their own destiny right now it's too bad that's going to get taken away from them real quick because you know what the Panthers, they they should get it together. I mean, come on. But you really lose to Detroit? What? You lose to Jesus who lose to last week and I was like, wow they really lost to that team? Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. And I know this other team isn't that good. It's going to bother me. What, are the, what are the stupid Panthers play against? That's funny. My my cousin roots for the Panthers. Oh, those the Seahawks. Yes. It was a team that wasn't that good. Seattle. Come on. Come on, man. Seahawks ain't that good. But they have Russell Wilson. They must be counting the buses that they do. I can't even name their receiving core. Is it still Ricardo Lockett? Doug Baldwin? That's about it. Oh, they cut Brandon Marshall. Now he's on the Saints. Maybe that'll lead to the Saints' downfall in the playoffs. Like, Brandon Marshall... Never ever ever be in the playoffs. Maybe they'll lose every game. Oh wait, I forgot. Everybody's battling in the five and six. You know, like they're legitimately teams that are right in it that are five and six. Jesus, the freaking Philadelphia Eagles are still in it. They're five and seven. Think about that. Five and seven. Is that right? Or are they four and seven? No, they, they, they definitely won their fifth game. So they're five and six. Yeah, five and six, because they would have the same record as the Giants if they lost that game. Five and six. And they're <laughs> They're in it. But they're not the worst division of football. They're not. You know, I think that that title is probably, probably the AFC East. Uh, probably still. I mean, the Jets aren't good. The Bills aren't aren't good at all. The Dolphins are, are five and six right now, but they overachieved the five and six. So, I mean, stop crapping on the AFC East. The AFC East, you got a point of laughing. I mean, that's just... I mean, who do you got? You know? What do you got? What do you got there, besides the Patriots? Three dumpster fires. That still trying to catch up to Tom Brady. And you know what's the day that we're going to attack? I'm going to catch up with Tom Brady. This is the day he retires. For that, it's his division as long as he wants it. The AFC East is the worst division in football. Hell, I think the NFC West is worse than the NFC East. The fact that it's getting a lot of slack really upset me it's definitely not the worst division of football it's actually one of the most competitive I mean Dallas is right there the Eagles are playing on a very big you know Monday night game this week as they're playing the Redskins but the Cowboys the Cowboys playing Thursday night so if the Dallas Cowboys lose this game and the Eagles win, they're both at 6-6. Six six. Interesting. If, if somehow, someway Dallas wins this game, they're in prime time shape to, to win this division. Do I think that Dallas has a chance? Absolutely not. You saw what that team does. And you've seen that Dallas Cowboy offense. It's very interesting. It really is. It's a fascinating division to me. Because it's so much better than what people give it credit for. Oh, t- f- terrible. No. Well, I'm telling you right now, whoever wins that division... Which I mean, I'm going to guess is going to be Dallas. You know, because they're in the best position right now. I think... I think they can win the first round. I really do. I guess no matter what, whether it's strong or whether it's weak, the NFC East is always, always such a competitive division. And we will definitely see We'll definitely, definitely see. Something interesting happened down the stretch. You might see the Dallas Cowboys Week 17 in New York win and we're in. And you know what that would do to the Giants fan base? They're all in on that one game. Very, very interesting stuff. So with that... As great Billy Joel once said, this life is made up of hello's and goodbyes, and I'm afraid it's time for goodbye. Yes, I'm using the Michael K. outro to end this episode. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe for more great content. And follow me on Twitter, IKMAC72. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day.